0: So all the news, a lot of the news, the whole tech world, surprisingly, somehow focused on Microsoft today. Now I'm not gonna go crazy, heavy, deep into it because, of course, we've got the video on Unbox Therapy just uploaded, a pretty comprehensive. I don't know, it's like 20 minute. It's like a comprehensive dive. They released so many products that I was just like, okay. I'm going to jump on Unbox Therapy and and attempt to react and respond to all the stuff that happened at Microsoft's Surface event. There There was just a lot more than what people expected beyond the typical Surface Pro and, of course, the Surface Laptop. Those were both updated. It was some of their more ambitious concept products set to launch in 2020, which captured people's attention, including... The Neo and the Duo, which are mobile devices that fold in either direction, dual displays. It's all very exciting. It's all very futuristic. I went on Twitter and said Microsoft is going full science fiction. And you know that's always a good thing as far as I'm concerned, Will, when, when, it, when a tech company goes full science fiction. They're all in. They're all in. Double down. Mm-hmm. Double screen. Uh, I mean, that's just sort of why I got into business. We talked about it before, right? I mean, I don't got to tell people. Innovation. I mean, I don't got to say Blade Runner again, do I? No. I mean, I don't, I don't got to say Star Trek, Star Wars, Stargate again, do I? Because you know it won't be the last time. Yeah. But anytime it feels like the imagination has been manifested in a physical thing, I'm like, oh, that's human beings right there. Mm-hmm. At our highest, at our sort of... Uh, highest level imagination and execution in a, in, a, in a format of a physical, tangible thing you can hold, a creation, so mm-hmm. to speak. When we're behaving creatively, not just in the arts, but in the way, in, in the engineering of product, mm-hmm. is a, a very uh, inspiring to see that things don't have to be only the way that they currently are, but they can be a different way as well, even though that's risky. And requires ambition. So that's sort of where I stack up the Duo and the Neo. One of them more of a folding tablet. The other more of a folding phone. But, of course, you also saw new Surface books. Or Surface laptops, sorry. And you saw new Surface Pros. Including a Surface Pro X with its very own mobile chip in there. Sort of emerging a hybrid of a mobile device and a desktop device from a software perspective, hardware perspective. It's all getting very interesting. The worlds are colliding. The hybrids are happening. What is a computer? It's like the it's like the iPad commercial where we're, we're obviously still unsure. We don't know. No. And Microsoft, Microsoft they're contributing to that what yeah, is a computer situation right now really in a big trying. way. This I got to say. This mm. has been the most I didn't watch it a lot uh, the event live. I watched it after it happened. Yeah. But nonetheless, this is one of the most exciting uh, pr- product events I've seen in a while. Yeah, from a company, and I'm just really surprised it came from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Genuinely.
1: Even though um, you know they showed showed off really cool hardware, it uh, it's surprising how they actually have pr- productivity as well as like a front line. Like looking at th- this uh, duo, it's like, oh. Yeah, there's productivity here. Like things are happening. It's just not photos. It's not like pretty like videos and stuff. Things are actually like people are doing stuff.
0: Ladies and it. gentlemen, willie do. <laughs> you understand? Things are happening. willy do. It just seems like
1: it. No, I like I like, I like uh, what you're I like it's what you're very saying.
0: Impressive. That's uh, you know, I didn't notice that. I I I consider myself to be a fairly productive person. Mm-hmm. Maybe that subconsciously, that was a standout aspect for me in the presentation and in these demo videos. You are 100% correct. It's not just watching video. Granted, in the demo, they are playing video games, they are texting, but there is a ton of productivity sort of uh, indicating some of Microsoft's DNA in Productivity Office and so forth. We have to wait for these things to come out. I told you we're not gonna go too deep because of the comprehensive video, which is on, on Unbox Therapy. You can go watch that. Instead of this short clip right here, but nonetheless, suffice to say, exciting times coming from an uh, an unexpected place. Mm-hmm. Microsoft delivering the excited exciting times in the tech realm uh, as of right now in 2019 and supposedly in 2020. Uh, some cool news from GoPro. This was this happened a couple days ago, I guess. At this point, yesterday, mo- some of this news maybe yesterday, the day before. Uh, GoPro announcing their Hero 8 Black brand new top-of-the-line flagship device and Max. Well, I guess the Max is now the flagship device, although the Max is sort of a different thing. Probably more people, if you're considering this a successor to the Hero 7 Black, the 8 would probably be the flagship. Uh, GoPro kind of pivoting right now, and I think in a very uh, important way. in uh, in a way that I think where they're going to see success. You've heard in the past uh, a lot of requests from people over what their GoPro should be, how they're using their GoPro. I watch a lot of content creators on YouTube, obviously, who have used GoPros in various ways and also wished that their GoPros could do things that the previous versions couldn't. Uh, For those of you unfamiliar, the GoPro is this very small, portable, uh, rugged Camera, you've probably seen footage from it, whether you knew it or not. It's that wide-angle point of view. If, you, if you've watched any kind of extreme sport, you've watched the evidence of a GoPro filming and, and, and the output, up, output from it. But it was kind of, up until now, exclusive to that particular group. And I've followed GoPro pretty closely over the years. As it started, exclusively as this rugged camera, it had not very good audio, but it was uh, durable. But the video quality and the frame rates weren't really there in the early days. And it sort of developed alongside the progression of smartphone cameras as they got really good. Mm -hmm. And so this one gap that that, that it could always fill is it was going to be more rugged than your smartphone. So they kind of just embraced that aspect. Uh, and, and, and focused on that element in their product. But of course, the smartphone is still not, not quite perfect for a lot of video applications, particularly in vlogging, where a lot of users still gravitated towards point-and-shoot cameras because you had flip-around screens and better video quality and all these other uh, elements. And it seems to me that GoPro is focused on that potential user now with the Hero 8 Black and the Max. And so this gets me to, to the big changes that, that have now occurred. This Hero 8 Black, while on the surface looks a lot like the previous version, they, I mean, they always kind of do, has now embraced a set of modules to increase the versatility of this camera and to attempt to attract users beyond just the extreme sports crowd. The new model is going to have modules that can clip onto it, such as a flip-around LCD so you can see what you're framing. So that's the vlog crowd. Uh, A light, a light mod is what they're calling it, which is exactly what it sounds. It will illuminate the environment either forward or back. You have uh, this shotgun mic media mod attachment, which gives you HDMI out ports, two cold shoe mounts, so you could also connect the other two modules to the media mod at the same time, and a 3.5 millimeter mic jack, so you could put a better quality mic. Now, you add all those things up, and you start to see a more versatile camera package in a tiny little form factor that could be suitable for a much wider variety of users beyond just the surfers, skiers, snowboarders, uh skydivers Mm -hmm. (laughs) the crowd that is already very into the gopro now all that said it's all very exciting but all that said for me the most interesting part is their new hyper smooth is that what they're calling it is it hyper smooth will they're very very smooth 2.0 2.0 version of stabilization which to me at least if these demos, the current demos, are to be believed, I don't have the product in my hands, they are going to uh, send it to me, is, is like, it's like a cam. It's like nothing I've seen before in terms of digital smoothing. It is so smooth. Uh, Will's got a demo on screen here. Some of the stuff that GoPro put out themselves is uh, also very impressive. But as you can see here, this, this does a, a great job of showcasing the difference. They claim their new version of Hyper Smooth is twice as good as the old one, but when compared to no stabilization at all, it's, it's just... Obviously, the, the unstabilized clip looks unwatchable comparatively, mm-hmm. even when they're trying to shake the thing all over the place, Will. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what kind of software magic is happening in the background, but... I think this is going to have a positive impact on so much video that we run into online. Because these are incredibly popular cameras. And now, it, it, it would be reasonable to assume that if people go out and buy this one like they have the previous versions, we're all going to get to consume much stabler content. Yeah. And create it as well. Yeah. I mean, this on the bike. Jack, you got to admit. Jack Jack doesn't believe it. He, he thinks it's too good to be true. So... So we're going to have to get it into the, into the studio and do our very own version of this test. He's a skeptical guy. What can you say? That's fine. But uh, I, I just like the idea that they've put the focus into it and that they're aiming to improve the product. I will feature it on Unbox Therapy and dive a little bit deeper. But as of right now, it looks very promising. But that's not the only camera that they put out. They've got this Max version as well which is going to have a slightly more premium price tag associated. And it's a dual camera setup, front and back, 360 capable, with a built-in screen and an improved microphone built in as well. I think vloggers might go all the way to this one. It's possible if they don't want the module setup. This has some of the benefits of those modules, but built right into a standalone unit. And some of the 360 edits, if you just will go to the official video, because these 360 edits broke my brain. The way they utilized it. If you just go to the launch video for the Max, type in, type in GoPro Max. And you'll see what I'm talking about here. Yeah, introducing the top one there. These 360 edits broke my brain because it looks just like a typical GoPro, as you know, for a portion of the edit. And then the thing just flips around like, oh yeah, of course we were also capturing the remainder of the frame. So just leave leave this here for a second. Oh, we're on time warp for a moment here. This is like a time lapse type of element. But typically what happened with 360 uh, footage in the past is that you could tell it was 360 because it's low resolution. Mm -hmm. And and so you knew you were kind of just waiting to potentially move around. I like that they also put a focus on the audio performance. Apparently this thing has much better mics in it. But what you'll see, like that. Look at that edit right there. What even? What even took? Will, Jack, just take a look at this edit. So the guy is reframing the footage. So it, look at that. What are movies even gonna be in the future? Where is the camera? You, your your brain gets busted on the the location of the camera as this edit comes through his legs. What even happened there? And then pans all the way around. It's like having every It's like, why would you need multiple cameras if you can get the resolution high enough to support the 360 view, like that shot right there? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I mean, this to me is much less useful when they just show the whole 360 at once, but those edits are just mind-boggling. They break your brain a little bit. So this is one of those situations where if the... It's kind of like VR to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Is when the resolution gets to a point that it fools you in in the standard frame, and then moves to a cut that moves you around the subject matter, now you've done the trick effectively. The reason it hasn't worked up until this point is because you feel like you've sacrificed immediately on the initial frame. And then when you move around, you're like, okay, that's kind of cool, but the whole thing doesn't, isn't the caliber I'm looking for from a resolution perspective. So I'm not sure that this one is going to do it. Obviously, this is their demo video, and they're going to make it look as effective as possible. In the real world, it'll be probably a slightly different story, but nonetheless, it opens your brain to this potential future in which you're always capturing everything and deciding at a later point how you want to frame your edit based on the fact that you captured everything around you.
1: Right. Just do it in post.
0: Do it in post. Yeah. Capture everything all the time and then figure out the point of view in post. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Anyway, nonetheless, GoPro Just like Microsoft, they're not napping. They're going to continue to to battle. And it's particularly important right now because DJI has come into their space in a big way. DJI has their action cam. I don't know, is it the Osmo Action? I can't remember what they call it. Uh, Osmo Action, yeah. And the Osmo Action had the front-facing screen on it, so vloggers started to gravitate towards it Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. So the competition is hot right now. It's on. And as you can see, as usual, the beneficiaries of the competition are the customers. Mm -hmm. starting to see more variations here and and potentially cooler stuff that people are going to be capable of creating because of these features. And they're going head-to-head on features right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have an exclusive here from 9to5Google. Here's how the new Google Assistant on the Pixel 4 is going to work. And so there's actually some leaked videos here of the brand new Google Assistant. Of course, there's been all kinds of leaks around the Pixel 4 hardware. Now we have some leaks around the software as well. Uh, if you scroll down, Will, you'll see there's a couple of video clips. The first one, two girls, they're kind of running down the street. They're late, I guess. They She squeezes, I think, to, to launch Google Assistant, and she says, text Dan, we're late. Hmm. Okay, so Google kind of showcasing how... There, it's going to integrate with different applications. Hey, Google, turn turn on Do Not Disturb. The guy, he's looking, yeah, he's at the lake, he's at the cottage, and so forth. Okay, so that's not too crazy. It's like, all right, I understand what's going on there. But you scroll down a little further, and you start to see some of the real heavy lifting going on. So here's a text from someone that says, what time does your flight land? Right within Assistant, the guy, I assume it's a guy, the guy or girl checks the flight time. You see, they check, they check the flight time because, of course, Google Assistant knows everything. Mm. And then Google Assistant replies with the relevant information right in the thread. Reply, I get in at 514. So pause that for a second. The smart part here is the fact that Google Assistant knew the context. Mm-hmm. It knew that this recent text that came in with the word flight in it would be the place you would want to respond with your flight details such as when you get in as opposed to needing to say text tori and that's her name's tori in the in the right. demo here and then having to, to you're starting the process over and over again in the this is called continued conversation where assistant is smart enough to understand a certain amount of context right as to what you mean and also to continue tasks that you started as opposed to having to end and start new ones. You understand? Now this, this feature was brought over from Google Home and Smart Display, and it allows you to have back-to-back commands in context of one another. Now, the next demo here, it al- it, it showcases assistant's ability to control specific applications on photos. So show me, so if you actually go to the very front of this clip, Will, the very front of it. Okay. So the command here is show me photos from last weekend. Now you can hit play. Show me, show me my photos from last weekend. Boom. Brings up your photos from last weekend. Show me the ones with a dog. Okay, that's important. It didn't say show me photos with a dog. It's now it's conversational. Mm -hmm. It knows your info, it knows your previous command. So it's using that to determine what your next command is probably saying. Show me the ones with a dog. Keep playing. Boom. All the photos that featured a dog, the AI, it's sifting through, it's looking for dogs, and then boom, straight into the text. So tons of context here. Uh, Apparently, a lot of this was getting loaded onto the phone. They were capable of shrinking voice recognition and understanding models that at one time were around 100 gigs in size, so they couldn't live locally on the phone in most cases without taking up too much space. They shrunk all that down into 0.5 gigs. And by moving it directly onto the phone, they were able to increase the speed, lower the latency so that you can have this conversational thing without feeling the lag.
1: So it's not in the cloud.
0: Not in the cloud. Not not in this particular case. Not for this set of commands. It'll allow you to interact with such things like turning on and off airplane mode, flashlight, all kinds of complex system-based actions. Of course, Google releasing its own hardware partially helps in enabling this without needing permission for all this stuff. So it'll be really interesting to see how these integrations map out and just how complex you can get with your set of instructions. Uh, I, I see this in the future being a major differentiating factor, how the assistants operate as we continue to interact more and more through voice and through our our own personal AIs, essentially understanding context and knowing what we want to do before we want to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's pretty amazing potential future there. And this is one of the areas in which you have to believe companies like Apple, Amazon, and others are looking at this saying, okay, we need to get up to this particular standard because it is, you can imagine, what's the movie that you always tell me to watch? I haven't seen it yet.
1: Her? Her, yeah.
0: You can Watching imagine, the th- There's there's the potential for far more audio and voice interaction yeah. between us and our smart devices then we're currently taking advantage of
1: it's almost like a conversation where everything is seamless
0: and you know that's where it's going yeah you can imagine a circumstance in which you get into your car turn on this song turn off that song call this person the, the person doesn't pick up then you say send them do you want to send them a message mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. send them this message uh I'm, uh, I'd like to travel to this particular place. Oh, there's an accident in that particular place. Do you want to go? Do you want to take this other route, that other route? It's just this ongoing conversation that you could have with your AI. Where A lot of those things I just mentioned already exist. But you imagine a situation in which it's normal to converse with your personal AI. Mm-hmm. And now things are starting to get in that science fiction zone that I'm always talking about. Oh, terrifying. It could be terrifying. It could be incredible. It could free you up more. I think that's why they showcased in this demo the moment of do not disturb. Imagine if your AI knew that you're at the cottage, looks at your location data. It's Mm -hmm. like he's looking at a lake right now. Imagine it was like, do you want me to turn on do not disturb? And you didn't even think about it. You were about to be disrupted. And And you're like, yeah, do that. And boom, now, silence. You enjoy the moment. It could be helpful, too. It doesn't always need to be dark and grim. Mm-hmm. It could actually help you engage with your smartphone less. No, for real, Will. Mm-hmm. I know you're looking at me. You're like, I don't know about that, Lou. But it could. Because right now, it's multiple steps to do everything. And once you're looking at the screen, you know you're deep. You're hooked. Yeah. I think if we could do more things with voice, we actually might manage our, our digital situation a little bit better. Who knows? I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there as a potential.
1: Exactly like the movie Her. You got to check it out. Okay, I'll check out the
0: movie. I'll check out the movie. I'll check out the movie. All right, sticking with the Pixel 4 launch, uh, because it's like I said previously, everything has been leaked from a hardware perspective. We now have another leak regarding an updated version of the Pixel Buds, which of course launched alongside the previous Pixel. Uh they were they were not a fully wireless, they weren't really an AirPod competitor because they had a wire that connected the two earbuds. They had some cool translation stuff and assistant integration, but for the most part, I think they didn't they 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 weren't nearly as popular as AirPods because they, they they're just not fully wireless, mm-hmm. which is of course the way that the marketplace is moving. Uh so we have apparently coming from some uh, what 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 can you say? Some some kind of insider. Okay. That's what they like to be called. When the when the information leaks, it's always an insider. Right. But that could be anyone. You could be an insider. Well, that's true. Otis Otis could be, Otis I mean, could be an insider. Yeah. Otis probably isn't it. I mean, being around here with his ears perked up, who knows what he hears? Yeah. Being around Working here. Working for Apple. And we just gotta figure out how he can communicate through an AI translating his barks into human language that's google's next step oh yeah then you'd be happy uh anyhow so an insider apparently leaked some intel that there will be a a set of pixel buds 2 coming alongside the launch of the pixel 4 and i'm just gonna go out on a limb and speculate i can't imagine them relaunching another version with the same form factor given the feedback that existed on the previous version and the competitive landscape of 2019 holiday season right now. So I would imagine we're going to see something in the same category, in the same space as the AirPods, the Echo Buds from Amazon, and now today we just saw the microsoft, microsoft. product which is a fully wireless product yeah. it'll be interesting to see what google's play is exactly and also what the advantages are because you have to assume that their big the, a big piece of their presentation will be around assistant mm-hmm. cuz that's they I, I think google considers that to be i mean again speculating a strategic a, a, a huge advantage for them comparative to the other players I have a lot of experience, of course, with Assistant. I use Assistant a lot. Obviously, not right now because of the iPhone, but I noticed that I don't have it.
1: Do you use Siri?
0: No, I do not use Siri. Why not? I, I Siri, a lot of the times, for, for most commands, will bring up web results. Oh, I see. I've got some web results, and you still need to click. It doesn't read it out to you, so... If you're in a situation where you can't stare at your phone or click a bunch, bunch of links, it kind of defeats the purpose, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I just find assisting to be a lot more powerful in its current in its current state today, and it appears like it's going to continue to be the case. It's difficult stuff. Building that, that kind of stuff, I don't even...
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not even going to go... I'm not even going to pretend to know the complexity of it, but when it functions in a way that makes your life a little bit easier, it's... Whew, especially when it's passive. If it's like you're going to be late for your flight and you didn't even ask, yeah. oh man, that could something be something predictive. Yeah, or or even the traffic-related stuff and things like this. Yes, yeah. it's, it's uh, of course that exists in maps. Uh, but anyhow, I think you. I don't know for certain, speculation, but I think what Google does here, they launched the Pixel Four with all those assistant improvements and some special assistant functionality to go with this next version of the Pixel Buds and a fully wireless package. The interesting part for me will be, will it be a large-sized bud that everybody other than Apple seems to create? Apple and Huawei, they seem to have a a much smaller bud. Or do they go with the large-scale, go for the noise-canceling, and attack that part of the market? Uh, Time will tell, but it appears we're going to see alongside the new Pixel 4, which is on October 15th, by the way. That's creeping up. Mm -hmm. Pixel 4, we're we're obviously going to have some videos and so forth. So stay tuned for that. Maybe we'll get to Pixel Buds as well, Mm -hmm. the next version. Who knows? Uh, Wireless Android Auto is coming to Samsung flagship devices from 2017 onward. This is some killer functionality that I think flies under the radar. I think a lot of the reason that people aren't currently using Apple CarPlay and Android Auto is the fact that they have to plug in to interface Uh, a lot of cars feature wireless chargers now, things like this, but also people just might leave their phone in the, in their pocket if their Bluetooth system connects and it just starts playing whatever's playing on a phone or something. You might not have a tremendous need to use these types of services, even though your car has the capability, but with wireless Android auto, I mean, the same would apply to Apple CarPlay, but in this case it doesn't exist yet, but wireless Android auto does, Now, you're always going to launch into this thing. Mm -hmm. Why would you have your car OS on there? Which, as we all know, those are typically pretty clunky when you just jump into your car and wirelessly the things take place. Now, it's important to note that even though these devices are going to support wireless Android Auto, I I assume immediately, a lot of cars don't support it yet. So this is kind of the first step. There are a few cars and stereo units that do support the wireless version, but for the time being, most of them are still going to be wired. So we're in the early stages still. But for me, this is a, this represents the potential for a major shift in how our phones interact with our cars. More more major than the wired version, which I just see so many people not using. Mm-hmm. It's anecdotal, but in my own life, people have these features built in. I'm in their car, I'm like, oh, you don't use it? like I never used it, right. never plugged in. And then you'll see people they have. The USB and the potential for it, and they'll still have like a car charger and like yeah. and, and just be using that and ignoring the fact that their car has that potential. Because it's just a little boot up, it's a process, you just don't end up doing it. Kind of like wireless charging in a car. If you mm-hmm. just have to drop your phone, you're more likely to use it. In this case, same thing. Just hop in your car and it immediately boots up. So if you have a compatible car or head unit that supports wireless Android Auto, All you got to do is update your Samsung phone. This includes S8, Note 8, S9, Note 9, S10, and Note 10 series of phones. Update your Android Auto app, and boom, you're going to get wireless functionality. Up until this point, only Google's phones have supported this back to the Nexus 5X and 6P, actually. Mm. So Google phones, they've been interested in it. In fact, Google said that they were going to... Force compatibility in more uh, newer versions of Android, including and uh, uh, leading up to Android 10, at like creating it as a like uh, encouraging it as a standard. But it remains to be seen whether manufacturers will take that seriously or not. But I think you're going to have a boatload more people launching into Android Auto, having a better user experience in their vehicle because it's now potentially wireless and not wired. Yeah, that's my Great. opinion. Uh, electric cars you know we like to cover the electric car space I've talked a little bit about what Porsche is doing with the Taycan and I know from personal experience I called up the dealer I was like hey what's going on with these Taycans you know yeah Yeah, I called them up because I I, I was like I just want to I read all the stories it's like oh it's kind of popular but I wanted to know right from the horse's
1: mouth Mr. Porsche you
0: ever heard that saying before (laughs) yeah right from the horse's mouth
1: yeah. Uh, so
0: how how far does that go back? What is that based on? It oh, makes sick. Jack uncomfortable, so I like it. Straight from the horse's mouth. If you hear some something straight from the horse's mouth, you hear it from the person who has what? The information. This is in the Cambridge Dictionary. You hear from the person who has direct personal knowledge of it. So yeah, I went right th- I went straight to the horse's mouth. You see how that goes, Will?
1: <laughs> Why a horse?
0: I don't know. I'm just teaching so. you how I'm teaching you how to live, Will, when you're out there in the world. You got to travel through the horse's mouth more often. <laughs> That's an ugly horse right there. It's weird the way their mouth operates, but I w- yeah. they can bite. You don't want to be involved in that. Well, those teeth no, right there, no. chompers. You, I'm telling you right now, you don't want to be involved in that. Yeah. Anyway, so I called him up, and he's like, you don't understand the list we have of people that want this Taikan. He says, this is like, a year away Did, yeah are
1: you nuts yeah yeah yeah. you can't just you can't just have one of like, these the doors up that way yeah you can't just you have
0: now. oh you think you think you just call in here and, and grab one of these we've had a waiting list going forever anyhow there's a story that breaks today i'm not saying i didn't believe him I, I believed him when he said it and and for the record i'm not complaining because it goes to show you the interest in electric vehicles in general mm. And we can thank, of course, Tesla for creating a lot of this market. Uh, But even Porsche themselves apparently underestimated the potential demand for this vehicle. Originally, they thought they were going to have 20,000 prospective buyers. Keep in mind, I understand in in the car world that's not a big number, but we're talking about very expensive vehicles because for the time being, the only Taycans that have been launched and ordered are the Turbo and Turbo S, which are very expensive vehicles. So 20,000 of those is significant. And they originally assumed they would get 20,000 orders, which they were happy with. They were like, that's a good number for us. Uh, But an executive from the company recently said that more than 30,000 people have signed up. So a, a substantial increase from the original progression. And because of this, they've been able to create Another 500 jobs at its factory and headquarters in Stuttgart. You ever been to Stuttgart? Well, Where's that? How dare you? <laughs> I've seen Germany, Will. Okay. i never yeah, been. Th- I, figured. I never been through there. I've been to Berlin and I've been to Munich, but never into Stuttgart. But, Porsche, you hey. give me the invite because mm. I'm waiting to hear from you. I'm saying a lot of nice things here about this cool electric vehicle. I bring it to the people for you. Mm. I'm responsible for 10,000 of those uh, pre-orders. Really? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right, Will. I'm one of them. No, 10,000 people emailed me and they said, here's my pre-order receipt. And because of you and Willie do, that's the only reason. Mm. So, Porsche, let's get it together. Let me get one of these cars. Let me drive one of these cars. Let me make a video The people need to know. Anyhow, the total number of new jobs for Porsche because of the Taycan is now at 2,000. And it's very exciting times for the electric car world. It's exciting times for Porsche. And of course, all these prospective buyers that are about to be electrified. I think it's all good news. Even if you're a Tesla fan, I think it's good news because it brings a lot more attention to, to a space that people were previously very uncomfortable with. Uh, now, jumping back to Tesla because they were the OGs in the space, of course. They recently rolled out the smart summon feature. Well, and I don't know if you've seen some of these viral clips going around. People are smart summoning like crazy in parking lots. They're summoning their vehicles.
1: Yeah, I saw one from Judner, your average consumer, and uh, he didn't really say any nice things, but he appreciated the feature. Right.
0: So I've got an article here on Engadget. People are struggling to use Tesla's smart summon feature safely. So, obviously, there's been many cases in which the smart summon works perfectly. As expected, Elon himself has tweeted out some of these scenarios. But there's another set of videos that emerged. And, of course, because they're negative, they have spread far and wide. That one, the most famous. The guy's smart summoning and, oh, baby, that's close to a collision. If you scroll forward a little bit in... Is is her name Sherilyn? Is that how you say that, Will? Sherilyn?
1: Sherilyn Lowe.
0: Sherilyn. Not Cheryl. Not Lynn. Sherilyn. It's unique. I don't mind it. Eh. Anyhow. Uh, So she's got a clip here. That one. Where'd you go, Will? You ever use a computer before? That one. This is the one, okay? The guy's doing the smart summon. He's so excited. Bringing the car over. Check me out. Check me out. He's real happy. And so the car's doing what it does. It's really amazing. Self driving and so forth. And wow, that's close. Mm. So, and then in this secondary clip here, it almost backs into another vehicle, apparently. So, look, look, Will. It's new tech. What can we do? It's new tech. It's very interesting to see these things driving themselves to drive them like remote control cars. There's a ton of novelty yeah. to it.
1: Well, that's a dream, right?
0: It's a dream. There's a ton of novelty factor over here. But have you ever been in a parking lot before?
1: Yeah, it's chaos.
0: It's a, it's a nightmare. Yeah. I, most of my
1: nightmares yeah.
0: take place in parking lots. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's right. Oh. It's Everyone's trying to go different ways. Mm-hmm. It's not... No one is operating at the same speeds or comfort level. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of different situations People and scenarios. People walking around. Pedestrians... Yeah. Baby carriages, pets, kids. I don't know if this one should have been rolled out. I don't know. Now, granted, there is a warning in there that says you need to be prepared to stop the summon at all times on the app when you're summoning. Mm -hmm. But you know how users are, Will. Even if this is user error, they're not going to take the blame. They're going to be like, Tesla, let me do it. Leave me alone. They let me summon. So they're going to hit, they're going to hold the summon button and kind of look around, talk to their friends, do whatever, and maybe not be prepared in the way you would be if you were manning the vehicle. Now, I am not the one, never been, I'm not the one, Will, to sit here and try to destroy a technological advance. Yes. I'm not trying to do a takedown. I think it's interesting and exciting, and I think it probably is the future as well. But I'm just not sure we as humans are ready for this level of responsibility to be out here smart summoning in any parking lot to to collectively all look around and say, oh, this parking lot is not the one I should be smart summoning in because <laughs> it's too tight.
1: yeah. Unless it's done perfectly all the time, which is very hard to do, apparently.
0: Very hard. Very hard. So, a parking lot. Here, here. let me tell you something real quick, Will. If you don't mind. Let me tell right. you something real quick.
1: Right.
0: As far as the cops are concerned, and your insurance, when, when it comes to getting in an accident, a parking lot is no man's land. Yeah. It's very difficult. It's free reign. It, it's a private property, and it's very yeah. difficult to prove... Any wrongdoing from anyone in a parking lot mm-hmm. as far as, you know, when you get in, if you get in an accident, they try to figure out who's at fault yeah. in the motorway. They don't even bother in a parking lot. They're just like, you're in a parking lot. Yeah. What can we do? It's chaos. Everyone, insurance companies, everyone admits it's chaos
1: in there. Pay for your own damages kind of thing.
0: So it turns out that this is a much harder place for autonomous driving than a motorway Mm-hmm. which actually yeah, it seems simple comparatively mm-hmm. with the people walking the pedestrians the different speeds the pulling in the pulling out the parking spaces the people that are just in there looking for a parking space not parking correctly it's a tough it's a tough situation to be in
1: yeah there's very little rules with the parking lot eh uh, oh yeah it's not well understood jenner's <laughs> car is just like on the lanes trying to get to them. <laughs>
0: yeah it's so. it's tough it's a man. funny watch I it's really to tough that one's
1: close too He almost hit that car
0: so anyhow it, it has rolled out i'm not sure it's ready i know elon takes a lot of heat for showcasing features he's obviously a technology enthusiast mm. he wants to get these features out there because they've been showcased in the past and people are clamoring. They say, where's full autonomous driving level 28? Where's smart summon? Where's all these things you've shown off? And so he, he tries to roll it out. Everybody wants to get this really cool technology and innovation out there. It's, just, it's like a lot of other scenarios that the Tesla and the software finds itself where it might be just a bit ahead of human behavior. And our ability to control. Look what it's doing right now. <laughs> we showcasing this clip right now. It's 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 not looking great in the current in the current form. Anyhow, yeah, it rolled out. People are using it. I hope people are paying attention. One thing I will say: people paid a lot of money for these Teslas, so <laughs> <laughs> you hope they're gonna watch them as they're smart summoning and just be like, uh, careful. Mm-hmm. Just be a bit careful with it. But who knows? Time will tell. I'm sure it's only a matter of time before we see our, our first smart summon collision. That other dude was really close on you know. the previous clip that we showcased. So, Anyhow, that does it for me there, Will. You got anything you want to add today to the uh, people out there in the world?
1: Not anything. I'm good. That's
0: what Nardwar used to say. What? what do you want to say to the people out there? Oh, He would say that at the end of an interview, the legend, Nardwar. So, yeah. And then, no, Dutu, Dutu Lutu comes after that. Yeah. The second last part is anything you want to add to the people out there. Mm. And so that's what I'm saying to you right now. And you can't, it's very rude to say nothing because the people care about you. They care about Willie Do.
1: Well, uh, just watch this Tesla video from uh, your average consumer. It's pretty funny.
0: That's what you want to say to the people out there? It's very harrowing. That's what you want to say to people out there. Okay, Willie Do, ladies and gentlemen, Jack on the ones and twos today. So let's celebrate that. He had to fill Kirk's shoes, and as far as I can tell at this point, he has done so swimmingly. Yeah, good job. But the whole place could explode after this, so we'll see.